When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back to the OHIO podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That guy over there with the cool shades on, that's the wild man, Chris Wilds. We will shortly be joined in just a minute by JR. He's just running a few minutes late, but we've got a wild show for all of you tonight. We're going to talk about that scum up north and all the trouble they're in. We're going to talk about the NCAA and how the federal court just said, hey, come here. And basically might have just nailed the, uh, the the final nail in their coffin, Chris. And what else do you guys want to talk about tonight? We can talk about the basketball team. Just won again. Uh, Diebler's 2-1 and one in his first three games with wins over uh, uh, Purdue, number two Purdue, and Michigan State on the road today, nonetheless, to finally finishing off that streak. So uh, he's doing good there. Hey, look who's in the house tonight, Chris. We've got uh, our good yeah, buddy. I see. Yeah, <laughs> Eric Osbeck is in the house tonight. Uh, Eric, looking no, no, forward. I, I was talking about Donald's comment down there. Oh yeah, I'm what's that? To stir the pot. When isn't this going to be a wild show? <laughs> Especially when Chris gets to talking about Ryan Day being fired. Well, I mean, he does have a lot riding on this season, that's for sure. There ain't no doubt about that. Hey, guys, we are the official podcast of Scarlet and Game and Fan Sided. Head over to scarletandgame.com. Read a bunch of great articles from good writers like Frank Taraka, myself, and they've got a whole slew of new ones uh, there as well. Uh, Our website will be up and running here very shortly. It is in the final touches of getting published. Uh, Right now, you can't see anything. We've got it kind of hidden. And then that bad boy is going to be up and ready to rock and roll, Chris. And, of course, this Thursday, we've got this wonderful thing coming. The live call-in show this Thursday, 8 o'clock. Your chance to be a co-host on the OHIO podcast. Podcast. You can call in, 
talk to us. We'll have the uh, number provided in the chat on Thursday. Uh, so you'll be able to call in, get in line, and be able to talk shop with us, which will be uh, a lot of fun. So you want to make sure and uh, be a part of that this Thursday at 8 o'clock. And there he is, just sliding right in, just like uh, I slide into some of those DMs over there on the X, especially for those fans up north when they aren't expecting something from someone from down south here saying, hey, what's going on in your athletic department? So, uh, JR, without any further ado, how about we just jump right into this? I'm calling them the U of Dumb. Is Ward Manuel going to be fired? This is going to be wild, guys. This is just some stuff coming down the pike. There's a bunch of rumors. I think those rumors are going to be true, and we're going to hear a lot of things coming up here in the first few weeks. JR, why don't you tell us what's happening up there in that whore known as Ann Arbor? Well, first off, do I sound okay? I didn't get to come in here and uh, make myself sound good. I think you might want to bring your volume up just a smidgen. But other than that? that, other than that, you yeah, sound great. Go for okay. it. Okay. All right. Excellent. Guy. Well, uh, essentially, what we have going on here is what was it? Thursday night, Friday night, Buckeye Scoop on their podcast, they had this big reveal. Nevada Buck was telling everybody about uh, all this stuff going on in Michigan. And, and you know, it, it's one of those situations where, like, yes, some of it we celebrate because they're finally caught for doing the things that, you know, we know they're doing. Uh, but then there's also some of it, too, that's like, if it happened to any place, it's, it's just sad because of the people that are involved. So by no means do we, you know, praise that, but we also – hate the other university. So we're going to talk about it, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. So uh, basically the sign stealing stuff, everything like that. And here's the deal, guys. I know I wasn't going to go off on this too much or whatever, not go off, but talk about this too much or whatever. But the NCAA has nothing to do with punishing NIL right now. So who do you think their main focus on trying to punish right now is? The only people who weren't cheating with NIL were cheating another way that they actually can go take care of because they have no power with NIL at all right now. Until this Tennessee, Virginia stuff is solved, they have no power. However, that was not the case with Michigan. Michigan was not cheating with NIL. It was on-field, advanced scouting, technology cheating that happened, and they know what happened too. So that is where they're going to be putting all of their focus right now is on making those, you know, those, those people up north pay for what they did because at the end of the day, they're mad and they want to take it out on somebody. And it just so happens to be the people that we dislike the most, which, hey, works for us. But there's other things going on that they believe are going to lead to Ward Manuel's fire in issues of, I don't remember the exact uh, the, the exact description of everything, but I think in hockey it was issues of possible rape and sexual yes. assault going on there, which yep. up in Michigan is a really big deal, guys. I know hockey's not a big deal at Ohio State, and, you know, I, I think people like hockey at Ohio State, but it's not the dynasty tradition of the school. Right now up in Michigan, they, they consider their hockey program in very high esteem, and they very much so put a lot of effort into them. I, women's hockey is better for us than men's hockey, but that's kind of their big thing right now is, is hockey. So that's a big issue. And on top of that, all this Juwan Howard stuff, not only with him struggling on the court. I mean, they just got waxed today by Purdue. The, the score makes it closer than it was, but it was never close. It was, it was a bad game to watch. Purdue played a terrible game and still took care of Michigan, no problem. 
but possible issues of sexual harassment, the issues of Jawan Howard uh, behind the scenes. It wasn't just the one incident with the strength coach that we heard about where he possibly hit or threw a punch or something like that. But just basically this entire athletic program is in complete disarray. Uh, cheating going on that nobody cares about sexual assault rape allegations i mean all of these different things going on and ward manual did nothing to fix it ward manual did nothing he swept it under the rug didn't want to talk about it didn't want to do anything about it never brought it to anyone anywhere and guys if you thought that stuff we have seen in the past is bad if all of this comes true and the allegations are true that ward manual was doing nothing about it this is worse than Penn State. This is yeah. worse than Penn State if this stuff comes to be true and if Ward Manuel was doing absolutely nothing about it. Not only will Ward Manuel be fired, but he will be looked down upon by all of college athletics. The Michigan program would be looked down upon and all of college athletics, rightfully so, if they have all of this stuff going on and have nothing and have been doing nothing about it. Did I miss anything, guys? You guys have anything to add? Well, let me tell you, Jr. You, you know, you also uh, you did forget to mention the uh, the computer crimes, which are still under investigation by yes, the, FBI. the FBI. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you mentioned Ward Manuel being fired and the program being looked down upon. Uh, if he's sweeping stuff under the rug, especially sexual abuse things, it, that's a direct violation of the Clery Act. He could be looking at criminal charges. Yes. I mean, this isn't just a a matter of sport. This is. There, there is a complete lack of institutional control at this university. And these allegations that are coming out, if they all are true, um, you know, you, you find it hard to believe that they would impose a sanction as serious as the death penalty on a university uh, like Michigan that's a blue blood. But there's going to be serious consequence um, for what happens here. And, you know, and it's not just the stuff in the athletic department. Chaos has broken out on the university itself. I mean, you look a couple of days ago, you had students storming the administration building uh, there because of uh, issues with hazing on campus. I mean, this from top to bottom, this university right now is a mess. It's no I wonder mean, Jim Harbaugh wanted out. <laughs> well, yeah, you look, it's not just Harbaugh. It's, it's Harbaugh. It's Menner. Uh, ben Herbert. Mike Elston, uh, the D-line coach. Uh, Clinkscale, the D-backs coach. They all bailed. Jay Harbaugh ran off to Seattle, uh, you know, to be the special teams coordinator. Then you got you got 10 players in the transfer portal, and uh, I don't know how accurate it is, but I'm even hearing rumors that, you know, one of the top returning guys in Colston Loveland may be considering testing the waters of the transfer portal. I mean, this is... Uh, this is just chaos up there and the whole time the whole time those fans up there are just burying their heads in the sand they are talking about caleb downs is going to transfer they're talking about oh look at the pictures of our our coach holding out our coach right the guy that just screwed him over in every way possible right all this look at all these pictures of him holding the trophy up and it's like Guys, you can be as happy as you want about those things, but none of that is going to last because uh, you have the most corrupt athletic program in all of and, college and, athletics right now on your hands. And what you were saying, JR, is 100% true that, you know, if this comes out, this is going to be worse than Penn State. And in addition to that, 
the the NCAA, as you mentioned, is really toothless as it comes to NIL. They're going to look to take out their anger on someone. They got a whole lot of anger they could take out here. Again, I reiterate, I they may want to celebrate that title why they have it. I agree. While they're taking their victory lap, because that's what you see on social media, them taking their victory lap, JR, it's almost like they don't realize that while they do this, everything is falling apart around them. And yeah, they're oblivious. It it just to me it 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 exemplifies on a whole the attitude that this athletic department, this university, and the fan base has in general. There, we're better than you. We we think we're better than you. They believe they know they're better than you, and because of that attitude, they are above all anything. They're above getting in trouble. They're they're above the scandals. They're above all of these things. <laughs> and it's like, it's just ignorance. It's flat out ignorance in what's going on. You would think a fan like us three, if this was happening right now in the Ohio State Athletic Department, I just did a video where I just basically uh, screamed and yelled that Gene Smith needs to owe our entire fan base <laughs> And Steve Hellwagon, an apology for what he's done. And then you look at what they're doing up there, and they're taking victory laps, man. It's completely unbelievable, the blindness in this in that entire fan base and that athletic department in general, in my opinion, JR. Your thoughts? No, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and what we're seeing here <clears throat> is, I mean – I'm trying to like find some kind of metaphor for it. Some kind of like, this is what you see in this situation. When in reality, the only thing I can think of is like, if there was somebody who like they're dating somebody else and they are just out there telling everybody else about how amazing this person they're dating is. And everybody knows that this person is cheating on them. Like nobody's business is bad mouthing them behind their back. Like they are doing everything possible to mess with them. And let's not forget two guys. All right. This is something that I've not even brought up on social media or anything like that yet, but this is the program that, Four or five years ago was like, we're all about academics. All right, that's what we stand for. We're a college first student athlete. You know, we're going to have these great students and, and all these academics. Guys, did you see the Mozzie Smith, uh, the, the, the locker or whatever that he sold, the storage unit that was sold that was his? Did you guys see that? Yeah. Mozzie Smith, two-time academic player there. All right. Means he had really good academics at Michigan, which Michigan is apparently, you know, the Harvard of the Midwest. Right. Did you guys see the way he spelled miscellaneous on his box? It was literally M I S S like second line, second line lane L L A N E. And then E U S the next line after that. I mean, they had like three lines of miss lane E S like, the dude doesn't even know how to spell miscellaneous, and he's apparently like an all-academic player for you at one of the best academic institutions in the Midwest. Guys, I would not be surprised to find out if there's something screwy going on there with the academics as well, that they are allowing players to play 
who haven't actually had the academic standards to be able to play. We know what's going on with Doug McDaniel on the basketball team, if anybody's figuring that out, because he's only playing home games, but he can't play away games. Tell me how that makes any sense. Like, there, there is nothing that I... Like, if, if you came to me tomorrow and said that none of them are actually going to class and all of them are actually just 29-year-olds, I'd believe you. Because there's nothing that anybody could tell me, like a conspiracy theory about Michigan right now, that I wouldn't say, you know, it's possible. I'm not saying I'm going to completely believe you, but it's possible. Because the whole program is just a complete and utter disaster. Donald Hoffer says it's just pure arrogance from the fans, the athletic department, and the university as a whole. I guess being a Michigan man does not hold the same weight as it used to. Eric Osbeck, scum equals SMU, question mark. Um, what, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> Ward Manuel should be fired here and should immediately step down from his position in the college football playoff committee as the as the chair um why again why he was even given that opportunity to begin with is beyond my understanding um but he's fired right chris like he has to be fired he has to be why are we even considering giving the guy a chance to step down he runs the dirtiest program in the country why in the world would you let him have the opportunity to step down kick him out the door I mean, throw him out and you don't let the door and hit you where the good Lord splits you, man. Bye. I do believe yeah. the Michigan fans, though, would actually like to see that because a lot of them don't like him. Take that for what well, it's worth. Well, you know but, what? And yeah, it gives but, them another reason to, to be martyrs. You know, that's, you know, play, play the sympathy card. Play the, oh, everybody's against us card. You know, and, and then you mentioned Mozzie Smith, and, and it, it, may, it just popped up in my head, uh, J.R., the fact that this is a kid who probably should, or a guy who probably shouldn't have even been playing to begin with, you know, considering he had a weapons charge, what, uh, last year. I mean, and you saw that huge gun safe in the storage in the, unit, yeah. too, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, doesn't help at all. No. Zero self awareness. But, but, but thanks to the, um, the, the court in Michigan, he ended up with probation on what should have been a felony gun charge. You know, they, they bartered the whole state's corrupt. Yeah. The whole state is corrupt. It is. It's, it's pathetic. I think maybe the Ohio militia should just go finish the job that we started all those years ago. When we fought over the mommy area in Toledo, I'm just going to take, just go take care of business here. Eric Osbeck, what is the media from there saying? Well, first off, Eric, the media in Michigan is bought and paid for by the university. That is the most wishy-washy yes, sir. Media in all of college sports, all of college sports. They literally will take whatever the athletic department feeds them or what someone in the athletic department wants them to wants them to write as far as a narrative, and that's what they will write. Remember the stuff about Ryan Day and his so-called brother-in-law from the FBI? who started, That all started with Michigan media. Yeah. The well, media members. Zach Smith. Yeah, yeah, they took Zach's yeah. fake story and ran with it. <laughs> but, yes, like they will, they will do whatever, whatever 
the athletic department wants them the right they will do funny how gene smith cries about steve hellwagon supposedly creating a narrative that he doesn't like yet in michigan all the narratives are about how great michigan is and about how corrupt ohio state is when it's the exact opposite that they are completely corrupt yes jr well you guys know the story behind sam webb right like everything that goes on there inform everybody it's a long long story but basically so sam webb he is the like main 24 7 insider for uh whatever that michigan site is called i think it's like michigan zone or something like that uh but anyway so his wife works in the administration's office at michigan okay obviously because michigan is a you know public university or what like all of their salaries everything like that you can look all of that stuff up like even uh like secretary administrative administration like office work people you can look all that stuff up um do you want to know who the highest paid uh, administration staff person is in the michigan administration department the wife the wife sam webb's wife by tens of thousands of dollars over other people. And the crazy thing is 11 warriors put something like this out. I think it was them, but they had a right 11 warriors had a writer who was keeping track of this because he was going on and on about how, you know, scam web, all this stuff, everything. And he was talking about how uh, just one year, all of a sudden Sam Webb wrote a bad piece about Michigan. Yeah, I forget exactly what it was, but this was like back in like 2017, 2018, something like that. But he wrote a bad piece about Michigan. And just so happened, she lost tens of thousands of dollars on her paycheck that year. Just got it cut. Nobody else's was cut. Just her. Got her paycheck cut. Tens of thousands of dollars or a salary cut. Tens of thousands of dollars that year. Sam Webb comes back, writes really nice fluff pieces about Michigan provides all this like insider stuff this year guess what she gets back up to where she was before so not only do they tell these media members hey you have to do this you know because we say so but they've literally got guys like sam webb and at a certain point i kind of feel bad for sam webb like they are threatening her salary tens of thousands of dollars on whether or not he writes what they want him to write that's not media guys that is fake news and i'm not trying to get political about it but that is like the example of like you can't trust the news source because it's just it's whatever michigan wants out there because it's what makes them look better yeah skim web skim web skim web works for 247 sports uh for michigan which is called the michigan insider okay. so i wanted to just clarify that for everybody yeah. so uh yeah i mean it's crazy. Like a good journalist would report that instead of hiding that a good journalist would report that. And then, you know, and then, then the national media picks up on that and all the eyeballs go on there. But at the end of the day, he's a fan. And, and so, uh, you know, let's not forget about the pedophile on staff either when they didn't report any of that. Exactly. And the reasoning, we didn't think it meant anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, did you have something else before I, I'm we move on? I'm just trying on? to think. I'm just trying to think how much money his wife's going to lose this year because he's going to have a hard time spending any positive out of what comes up this season. Let me tell you, you don't have any coaches, you don't have any players left. Uh, you you know, 
I think the the over under that Vegas has him was what nine and a half this year. I'll tell you, yep. I, I I'm gonna I'm just gonna slam that under. Given everything that's going on, I'm gonna slam the under. They do not have an easy schedule. No, yeah. no, they, they play got, what, Texas, they got Oregon, they got SC, Texas, USC. Us. I mean, it's it's not an easy schedule. So Washington, I mean, they're not gonna be any good, but. Still, they were in the national championship last year. Washington may be yeah. the only team that's lost more than Michigan. Yeah. So, anyways, enough about them. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I just, it's unbelievable that that is that is the that is the championship banner wearing team for the Big Ten. Hopefully, for one season that can be replaced. The, My the Big Ten. Those are your college football national championships. Unbelievable. For now. <clears throat> All right, guys. As the NCAA finished, a federal judge declares that the NIL cannot be regulated by the NCAA. So if you've been following this story down in uh, Tennessee, in the state of Tennessee, basically Tennessee and Virginia got together and uh, filed a lawsuit against the NCAA, basically saying, hey, you guys – um, said that we aren't using NIL properly, but everybody's doing it this way, and we're going to take you to court and we're going to fight it. Whenever the NCAA goes to court, it's not good for them. They lose every single time. Do you know, guys, would you like to take a stab at why the NCAA loses every single time they get taken to court? Because they're wrong. Well, I yes. Mean, I, I, I mean, in, in this case, I mean, in this case, you know, they aren't Major League Baseball. They don't have an antitrust exemption in place. What they're trying to do by man or, or controlling NIL is basically restricting, you know, trade, restricting the the players, you know, options to to make finance or make a financial gain just so they can be competitive. You know what? You know, I believe the judge said it was a direct violation of the Sherman Act, if I'm not mistaken, which is, of course, an antitrust law. Um, and, and for those who don't know, I mean, antitrust is basically the, when, when a group of teams comes together, Major League Baseball, NFL, whoever, and makes an attempt to control the narrative as far as salaries, uh, to control the narrative as far as, um, you know, what, what teams can go to what cities. Um, yeah, let me put it to you this way. This is a great example that all of you can understand here real fast. If my boss were to come to me and say, Hey, listen, um, this is your salary, what you make, AKA your scholarship. Uh, and when you go home, you're not allowed to make any money off of your YouTube channel. He has no, my boss has no right to say that to me. What I do on my time outside of the workplace is my business. And if I can make money off of my own talents and my own face, if you will, my own likeness, why anybody would give us a red cent dime, I have no idea when you look it's at my face. It's a good likeness, Eric. It's a good likeness. <laughs> well, when you when you came aboard, it, our likeness score went up a little bit, JR. So we <laughs> oh. appreciate that. Oh, geez. <laughs> but 
if he were to do that, I could take him to court and the court would rule in my favor because he has no right to do that. That's essentially what the NCAA is doing. Now, I am like most of you, I miss the good old days of college football. But the amateur model from the very beginning was not constitutional. And for years, the NCAA rode that illegally. And finally, through little battles here and there in the courts, it is finally coming out now to where the NCAA is losing their control. I don't – listen, I like I said, I miss the good old days, but I don't miss the NCAA. The NCAA is just as corrupt almost as Ann Arbor, the <laughs> athletic department up there. I mean, think of all the millions of dollars they have made off of free labor. Now, the argument is it wasn't free because it was their scholarship, but that's what the school gave. The NCAA never gave one stinking scholarship. And they've made millions of dollars. And then the NCAA has come in and said, you can do this and you can do that and you can't do that. There's been no consistency from the NCAA when it comes to rules and regulations. None. Some of the rules they have are absolutely asinine. Stupid. So they're, they've made their own bed and now they're lying in it is what is going on. So Tennessee and Virginia takes him to court and says, look, you all say we can't use NIL for recruiting, but look at what Ohio State's done. Look at what Florida State did. Look what Miami did. Look what our neighbors did to the South and Georgia. And you're coming at us? And the judge looked at it and said, well, first off, you can't come at them because it's unconstitutional. It's illegal. Done. It, the, there is, the NCAA cannot win. So what does this mean? This means the NIL is officially wide open. Before it was kind of like, hey, you can use NIL, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Now it's the Wild West, Eric. You can't do it out loud. Now you can do it out loud. So you best believe that Ohio State's uh, collectives, the 1870 uh, Foundation and the Foundation, 1870 Society and the Foundation, are about to get very public with what they're doing because here's the here's the thing very few colleges can compete with what ohio state has in the nil department if ohio state's smart if ryan day's smart if the guys who are running this these collectives are smart they are about to get very public with what they are doing and recruiting is going to get even better at ohio state jr your thoughts i mean i i have two thoughts one this is really really good for the athletes that they can be paid and they don't have to go through all these hoops and i mean guys I, I, I was an NI, NCCAA player at a Christian college when I was in college, okay? NCAA and or NAIA? NCCAA. I mean, that's how it's low it got. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is National Christian College <laughs> Athletic, as low as it could possibly get, guys. I mean, were your teammates nobody, homeschooled? That's all I want to know. Were they homeschooled? Half of them were. Yes. <laughs> yes! Half of them were. All right? So, like, I, it, 
it, it this is just like the complete insanity of it. So I I played on that team to help out the coach. I didn't hardly play at all. I I stunk at soccer. Okay, I I haven't played soccer since middle school. Okay, but I played on the team to help out the coach because he needed numbers and he wanted kind of like a pseudo assistant coach person. Okay, well outside of that, I also worked a job at a movie theater. And the hoops that I had to jump through just to work at a movie theater, a movie, they, they wanted to make sure there wasn't money going under the table to this college athlete who could make, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. My God, the movie theater paid me chicken scratch, okay? I mean, there was not all that much being made there, but I, you know, I wanted to create a future for myself and be able to, you know, eat every now and then, you know, so that's what I did, all right? But the the paperwork that I had to go to my boss with almost every single week, like at a certain point, and he didn't actually mean this, but he was joking with me. He was like, sometimes I question if it's even worth it to have you work here because Jeez. of all the paperwork he would have to do. And he would have to get calls from the NCAA, NCAA, all these different things. And it's like, guys, I'm just, I, I don't even play. I'm just trying to work a job. So minimum wage job so I can make some money. It's just it's absolutely crazy. So all these things that the players have to go through, it's good for them that they don't have to jump through these hoops anymore. Now here's the bad side. The bad side is that there are going to be a whole lot of step uncles and a whole lot of dirty agents going to make a whole lot of money off these players yep. for little to no reason because these players don't come from back. Not all, not all of them. Uh, some of these players don't come from backgrounds where they have wise counsel, where they have people that they know that can help them handle their money. And so it's not just about like, oh, these guys are going to go out and buy Lamborghinis and waste all their money. No, step uncle could come in and take all of the money because he could get his, his name listed on there. Guys, we had a, an offensive lineman down at Texas A&M who wasn't able to transfer because they put in his NIL deal. He didn't know about it. They put in his NIL deal that he couldn't leave and he wanted to leave. And they said, no, no, no. It's in your NIL deal right here. You can't leave. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to happen because these NIL groups are dirty just like everybody else because there is money to be made. Now, thankfully, Ohio State has a very good compliance department, and thankfully, I believe Ohio State is looking after their athletes, so I don't think those kind of things are going on at Ohio State. However, it could happen other places, and that is what really stinks for the uh, the college athletes. The NCAA years ago should have put in an agent system where you had to have approved agents to work with these NIL firms. And there could have been some kind of way where the agents only made a certain number of money because now we're going to have agents who are demanding 50% of what these kids make. And these kids are going to be making, trying to, trying to make money for themselves when in reality, most of this money goes in the agent's pockets. Jay Thompson asks, that free popcorn you took home was impermissible benefits, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> JR is just bitter because his NIL deal, you know, didn't even qualify for a 1099. He didn't even get $600 a year. Yeah. JR also says the NIL is now full on legal bagman territory. Yes. yes, it is. It is. Absolutely. It is. And it's sad <clears throat> because this, you know, I'm, I understand. I'm glad the players are getting something out of this. I really am. Right. But at the same time, I'm old school, and I still think that there was value in an education. Um, I, I, I'm very sickened by where this has gone. 
Um, and again, we have only the NCAA to blame for this because this could have all been controlled and regulated to some extent had just some safeguards been, you know, like you guys are talking, had some safeguards been put in to protect both the players and the universities from this getting out of hand. I'm not saying control um, control the fact that they're doing it because, you know, as we found out, that's just unconstitutional. But there are safeguards that could have been placed, guidelines that could have been put in place to at least curtail some of what has and is going to go on. Because, uh, you know, like, like Jay said there, it, it is full-on bag, man. It is the wild, wild west, and the best players are going to go to the highest bidders. And, you know, competitive advantage to, to the schools that are going to be, you know, the Ohio States of the world, the, the, the schools that can afford to spend the money are going to be top five schools every year mm-hmm. because they're going to get the best athletes because they've got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. The rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer. And that separation gap between, you know, good average and, and, or, or elite good and average is just going to get wider and wider. Yeah. Eric Osbeck, the NCAA is upset because they had a monopoly on the cash grab, video games, TV, et cetera. And now they see all, all of it crumbling. Yes. Yeah. However, NCAA football is coming back this summer and I'm super yes, stoked. Yes, it is. <laughs> the fans win in that one. The players get their name, image, and likeness in the game. They get a free copy of the game and they get $600. And I actually saw I I saw a listing the other day of projected rankings for Ohio State players. (laughs) I think, and actually, do you know? I believe Caleb Downs may have been our highest ranked at ninety seven. Imagine that, Jay Thompson. Have you guys heard Pantone got a new assistant from Alabama? I have not heard that. But I've I've been out of the loop today. So if that was something that. Drop today, Jay. I have not been paying attention. Uh, <clears throat> he also says NCAA 25th is re- releases on my dad's birthday. Cool. Happy birthday, Dad. I know your dad. I know your dad very well. He was my pastor for quite a few years when I was younger. I actually dated Jay's sister for a while. That's how we know each other. So, <laughs> wild world we lived in. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> dated a preacher's kid. There you go. Um PK, as they call it in the business, right? Um, Guys, I think that this is just extremely interesting how that when you look at what's happening, football, the landscape of college football is changing college sports so rapidly. I would not be shocked to find out the ACC's done in a year, you know, that the the P2's getting bigger and – and the Big 12 is going to gobble up some. The Big East is going to try to get back into football. Uh, like, this, just the way things are just moving so fast, so rapidly. At some point, and this is how we're going to close out this conversation. At some point, don't we need a college football commissioner? And we need to start negotiating with, like, a player uh, – uh, of some kind where they can have, you know, some representation themselves. Yeah. We're, we're going to get to that point, Eric. It's We're going to have a, uh, you know, a player's union. It, it's yeah. going to be in place. Uh, I do believe we will have a commissioner. Um, I, I'm fully on board with you. It, it would not surprise me. Uh, you know, I've been on record as saying all along here, once expansion started that I thought, 
both the SEC and the uh, Big Ten would be 24 teams, uh, you know, within the next few years. Um, my prediction, I think, was within the next five years, uh, they'd both be at 24 teams. It would not surprise me at all if, if it hits that before and then, just because of how rapidly things are moving. Um, like you said, I, I think Florida State is a member of the Big Ten, maybe not a playing member of the Big Ten, but I think they're a member of the Big Ten before, possibly before the end of this football season. I, I truly believe Florida State's going to be in the Big Ten uh, by the new year. Um, and other schools are going to join, and you're going to see the ACC fall apart, just like you said. Um, and you'll see the remnants go to the – probably go to the Big 12 because the Big 12's got to do something to try to compete. Um you know, we talked about this the other day, Eric. This just this isn't the football that we were watching, you know, what ten years ago, eleven years no. ago, eleven years ago. There was no CFP. We were still mm-hmm. dealing with the the BCS. You know, there was no you know NIL. It, within the last decade, college football has changed so much, and I think it's going to change just as dramatically over the next ten. JR. Yeah, no, I college football's changing. It's crazy. Um, I'm one of those people that I don't really necessarily like everything. Do I like that we have a 12 team playoff now? No, I think an 18 probably would have been better, but still at the end of the day, you know, four always kind of seemed exclusive enough to me, made everything important, especially with uh, less conferences now, because you don't need that many spots for conference, uh, you know, to automatic bids to be conference champions. So, uh, but I'm one of those people that I try to, I try to look on the bright side and I try to say, you know, there's nothing I can do to change it. Um, I got into it with, uh, <laughs> uh, with Josh Pate a little bit actually on, uh, on X because he posted another video where he's just complaining about college football, the future of it. And I get it. Like I said, I don't like everything that's happening and changing either, but at the end of the day, like, you us complaining about it doesn't do anything like it it it, it doesn't fix anything so Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is just move forward with it embrace it and try to find the good and what's going on you know i mean i'm one of those people that like if somebody asked me hey how you doing i say i'm doing okay but if i was going to complain nobody would listen anyway you know like (laughs) that's kind of my mentality on a lot of things and at the end of the day I can complain about the college football playoffs being 12 teams, all this stuff, but it's not going to do anything. Sorry, Chris, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, you don't like the 12 team. How are you going to feel when it goes to 14? Yeah, I don't like that either. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to embrace it, and I'm going to try to find, you know, what's good about it because it's the only option. Hey, we get to watch the Buckeyes in the playoff every year now. It's guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. You know who does like it is the networks. They love it. The networks love it. They love it. Just Eric, like they love their extra wild card games, Eric. Yeah, Eric Osbeck. Talking about football team switching, will West Coast teams in the Big Ten play East Coast teams in inclement weather, i.e. USC playing OSU in the shoe in November? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this, though. USC playing cold weather games is kind of like, guys, you do realize they play, they play Notre, Dame, Notre Dame at the end of the season every year. Yeah, they're not, and, they're not like uh, the SEC. No, every other year USC's playing in South Bend, Indiana in November. So now you no play different. there, they're a different story. 
was that UCLA doesn't make that trip east quite as often. No, they they haven't, but uh, it's not it's not as big a deal, I think, as as it would be, let's say, if the SEC came north in November. Right. That would be, I think, a much bigger deal. Uh, they've also gone up have. to play Oregon, Washington. I mean, like that's the thing with those schools is like you know they're just as high up north as like Minnesota and Wisconsin are. So you know they're getting the bad weather. You know, yeah. maybe not yeah, Midwest it weather, but. There. It, yeah, yeah but it's still rain. cold. It's still cold. It's cold rain. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be surprised if it goes to 16 teams when the Big Ten and SEC are both 24-team conferences. And basically, college version of the NFC and AFC Junior. Yep, that's what yep. we've been saying. You totally got it. Totally agree with Jay. JR, what do you got on the docket tonight, my man? Hey, we're going to be talking about how the Buckeyes, Jake Diebler, uh, took it to Michigan State tonight. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about how there's probably no hope, but you know what? Ohio State's out here ruining seasons and making teams cry. And, uh, you know, that's just – I guess that's who the Ohio State is now. Terrible season, but at the end of the year, just go make some teams upset. And, uh, hey, Michigan State might not get in the NCAA tournament anymore, which you're like me and you don't like anything that goes on up there in that state. Sounds pretty good to me. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Official uh, bubble team now then is what you're saying Sparty is, huh? Oh, yeah, they've been a bubble team all year. People thought, oh, well, if they win these games coming up, they should be fine because they had Ohio State and Iowa, two teams that have been bad in the Big Ten. And they lost to both of them at home. And it's like, when you lose to bad teams at home, you uh, you don't have a great resume to get into the tournament. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about uh, all the other games that went on, Ohio- Iowa, Illinois. Uh, we're not going to talk about Purdue and Michigan because – Purdue just kills everybody at this point. I'm tired of talking about them, so it's fine. They'll win it all, and or win the Big Ten, and they'll be fine. You know, Go if check it. Gene Smith would have taken care of Holtman a little bit earlier, people might have been able to save this season. We're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a little bit about that. We're gonna talk about that after the commercial break. Go check out Jr. Show the Big Ten Huddle. At, uh, we'll probably be done at nine o'clock tonight, so head on over there. Go check that out. Be a part of his live chat as well. Uh, who you got on the night guest wise? Got Kent, Casual Big Ten, which is always a good time. Him and I always have fun bantering. And then a new guy, uh, Noah, from Penn State. So I was going to have a Rutgers guy on tonight, but he had he had just actually just texted me to cancel. So uh, we're going to have Noah on from Penn State, three-man group, and uh, I think we'll have a good time. Awesome. Check it out. Doing a three-man weave over there, Big Ten Huddle. All right, oh, we'll yeah. be right back after a commercial break, everybody. Thanks, JR, for hopping in, man. Appreciate you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree, high-definition mobile video mapping, 
GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. Man, Chris, you're getting you're getting made fun of in the chat tonight. Jay says, hey, Chris, don't put your eye out. Because you're wearing shades. I'm used to it. I know, yeah. And then Eric's laughing at it, uh, Eric Osbeck. Hopefully both of them will be at the tailgate this year. Don't forget the tailgate is going to be at the uh, – at the spring game, Chris, we got tickets to give away. Maybe we'll do that yeah, next we week. Do. Or how about Thursday night? How about Let's we give away, away a pair Thursday, Thursday night? night. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you're wondering what we're talking about with Thursday night, the live call-in show this Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. You are not going to want to miss that. Your chance to be our co-host. Call in. Talk about Ohio State football. Shoot. Talk about the NCAA. I don't care. Talk about us. We could care less. We might mute you. I have that power. I can mute you if we do that. But uh, this Thursday, 8 o'clock, our first live call-in show. Looking forward to that. The number will be in the chat this Thursday when the show starts. All right. See, see who can get my blood pressure going? Yeah, a Red Rider reference from A Christmas Story. Love that uh, movie. If you look over my shoulder back here, hanging on that, the wall. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. I was funny because one person was in the uh, made a comment in one of our videos, Chris, about why is that guy wearing sunglasses? And I was like, what do you want him to do? Wear an eye patch like you'd had a missing eye or something? <laughs> and nice. and trying to make him feel bad. And someone goes, that would be sweet. He'd wear an eye patch. He'd put a Buckeye leaf on it. <laughs> I was like, it's not a bad idea. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. All right. There was a comment I saved from earlier. Let's see if I can find it. There it is. So, talking about the basketball team, is it just a new coaching style, or was the team never locked in before this change of leadership? There has been two things that happened, okay, with this basketball team. I'm, Eric, thank you so much for that question. As you guys might might know, might not know, as, as intelligent as Aaron is with football, basketball is actually my thing. My dad was a coach. He was a very good basketball coach. And so I, I grew up as a gym rat. I loved basketball. Played it, coached it. It was my thing. Still love still love college basketball. Watch it all the time. I'll watch. I've been watching girls basketball because, well, quite frankly, Ohio State's girl good. women's team, they are awesome. Product, yeah. They are awesome. Number two in the country. Uh, watch the Indiana-Iowa game with my wife. That was a great game. Love watching Iowa get beat. That's phenomenal. That's a lot of fun. But anyways, answer your question, Eric Osbeck. What has happened with this basketball team? Why, since making the change, are they now 2-1 and one in their last three games? They end the losing streak. Uh, it was 17 straight, I believe, Chris, is what they had lost in a row. Yes. Um, which is a new school record. And they end that in East Lansing a place that has historically been very bad to Ohio State basketball teams trying to win there. In fact, I don't. I think Chris Holtman had lost in East Lansing like nine straight, Something I believe like it was. Yeah. It was bad. What happened? Two things. Number one, and this is has nothing to do with X's and O's, has nothing to do with any more than anything but heart. And that is this. 
Diebler coaches with enthusiasm, passion, and give a darn on the sideline. Yes. And the team feeds off of that. They are playing with so much more energy, excitement, give a darn, because the head coach is coaching that way. There, I can't tell you how many times I saw Holtman sit down and give up on this team on the sideline this year. In fact, I remember it was at Northwestern, and we had fallen behind by double digits, and he literally turned around, and he sat down on the bench, and he looked down on the floor, dejected, yeah. and I said to my wife, game's over. It's done. He's ran out of ideas. He's ran out of, of will. It's finished. Diebler instantaneously, the moment he took control of this basketball team, injected energy into this roster. That's number one. Yes. Number two, have you noticed, guys, he's playing more people than Holtman did? That way, at the end of the games, we're not gassed, okay? He's actually giving more guys an opportunity. That's the second thing I've noticed. We're not running a different offense. We're running it better. One of the things he's doing is he's actually starting the uh, offense higher and allowing the point guards to get into the lane to create more disruption with the defense uh, instead of just running the high-low high screen game all the time with the four-out, one-under. And I, at one time, actually saw them play two guys in the post. I was, yes. I was like, oh, my gosh. We actually put a second body in the post, which opens up the lanes for you more. And we're hitting those mid-range jumpers because of it. Simple things he has done. To give this basketball team life. Jake Diepler comes from a basketball family. Here's the other thing. He's an Ohio kid. Yep. Born and raised in the Buckeye State. Wanted to be a Buckeye. Ended up playing at Valparaiso. His younger brother ended up being one of the most prolific three-point shooters in the history of Ohio State, right? He gives a he cares. He gives a darn. He wants Ohio State to win because he grew up watching the Scarlet and Gray and dreamed about being a Buckeye. That means something still. That means something. That's my two cents. Chris, what do you think? No, I agree. It's not just a matter of the fact that he's a Buckeye, Eric. He just has a passion, a fire for the game that I didn't see in Holtman. Um, you know, you go back, you look historically at some of the coaches that, that we've had at Ohio State on the on the sidelines there in basketball. Uh, you know, Gary Williams, Randy Ayers even. Uh, although Randy Ayers was one. a little Randy Ayers was a little more mellow, but Gary Williams is a fiery guy. Thad mm -hmm. Mata could be fiery, you know? At times, yeah. Uh, who was the one before Thad Mata? Jim O'Brien. Yeah, from Boston College. Yeah. He could be fiery. He could be fiery. He could also cheaty uh, cheat. <laughs> yeah. Holtman Holtman just didn't have the fire. He didn't have the he didn't have the enthusiasm, and you know, like you said, the players pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Just like they pick, and I said this during that Northwestern game. You, you know, you often hear about a coach losing the locker room. Uh, when, when you hear about sports, where you know the team's given up on the coach, 
I've never seen it, though, where a coach just gives up on the team. And that's what I saw, that look on Holtman's face in that Northwestern game. I think at that point is when I knew it was, it was – I knew going into that that it was, you know, he needed to go. But even then, that point I knew this is officially over. Yeah, it was this done. Team, he was done. Yeah, you're done when you give up on your team. And it's a talented roster. Mm-hmm. That's the bad part. This is a roster, Eric, that we all thought should have been, you know, at least a top three, top four team in the Big Ten this year. There's no reason why they couldn't have made a, been in contention at the end of the year. I'm not yeah. saying they would have beaten Purdue, uh, although they beat but them. But they did. They did. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. There was there was going to be some times where they were going to lose some close games, but they but were going to be – Yeah, but they were going to be in a lot of close games, yeah. and they were going to win more than they lost, right? But that has not happened. and But it's happening now. This is what we thought we and were going to get. That's exactly what I said. If Gene Smith wouldn't have been sitting on his backside, worrying about how he's going to defend himself against Hellwagon, and, and fired this guy about, you know, a month, month and a half earlier. Should have, he shouldn't have made it after last year. No, he shouldn't. But have, he but gave I mean, him he gave him that extension, and that buyout was so much. Was it fourteen million this year? And last year was more than that. Just, just another, you know, another, you know, Gene Smith brilliant moment right there. Uh, that extension, yeah. Uh, but Gene Smith, this is. It's not as devastating as what he did to Urban Meyer in his first year, but really, it's basically the same thing. In, in a sense of you you really took something away from this basketball team. You took an opportunity away. Maybe not a national championship opportunity, but you took an opportunity away to contend. And you took it away from the fans. Yes. And the fans responded with their attendance. Yeah. And that's what Steve Hellwagon was trying to point out to him. Yes. Absolutely. The whole, the whole di- died on the vine comment was talk was literally in response to – the fans aren't showing up, Gene. What advice are you going to give your predecessor who's coming in on how to fix it? And he basically yeah. said, got to win. <laughs> when, I, when, Gene, I could have told you that, what buddy. Say, what did he say? Quality product, affordable prices. Yeah. You know what? Anybody with half a brain can say, Keep the ticket prices low and win, and you'll put butts in the seats. <laughs> Part of the problem with Ohio State basketball is where they play. Value City it's, Arena it is, is a, a good – it's a concert venue. It's a concert venue. It is not a basketball arena. It's not a barn. You go You go and look at where Indiana plays – Home court event. Look at that little arena that Penn State played in. What happened? They beat Illinois in it because the atmosphere was phenomenal. That is what yeah. college basketball is all about: is creating that home court advantage, having the students there, it, all the giving great you. Teams have it, Eric. Yes, they do. You they do. At, you look at North Carolina. You look at Kentucky. Duke. Oh, oh my God, dude! The Cameron Crazies, baby. Cameron Crazies. You got you know Rupp Arena down there in Kentucky. I mean, just it the yeah. is zone we where we played today. That's a home yeah. court advantage, and although they didn't use it to their advantage today, that's a great place to play. You look at Purdue's barn. We've been there. We walked right by it. We yeah, saw we it. Did. 
that places a home court advantage. Ohio State does not have a home court advantage because the Value City Arena was not designed for the basketball team. Let's ship them back to St. John's. Never going to happen. It'll never happen, but they should. They should. I I, I would love to see Give them. Give me one, se- one more season at St. John's. Let's just see what happens. Let's see how it impacts the attendance. Give them one more season at St. John's. Flip them over there for one year and see what happens. I love St. John's. I have yeah, so absolutely. many. I have so many good memories of St. John's Arena. Watching Lawrence Funderburg, Jimmy Jackson, Jimmy Jackson. Chris Gent, uh, Skelton. I mean, <sighs> going back to Perry my, Carter. My childhood, man. I remember. Um, yeah, Jay Thompson. St. John Arena greater than Value City Arena. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm 100 yeah, percent with you on that can't one. Do that, Jay. You're right. I remember when I was a little kid, we used to have one of those basketball hoops that you would hang on the top of your door and shut it, and so you could play basketball. And, yeah. that, and I'm I'm real little, right? And and my dad's got the game on on the TV, and and the the front doors where Aaron and I had my older brother, that's where we had that little basketball hoop. Man, we'd go at it like we were playing in St. John Arena, dude. I yeah. got I got as many I got as many floor born, floor burns on the floor playing my brother on that little basketball hoop as Chris Gent did and. Over there at St. John Arita. Nobody, you know, had more floor burns than Chris Jent, Eric. Yeah. You're, you're wrong. It's just, you couldn't have had that moment. <laughs> Let's end the show here. Obviously, they're going to do they're gonna do their due diligence and see what kind of basketball coach they can get. But how? what does Diebler need to do to win this job? I said he needs to go about 4-1 and one to finish the season. He's already 2-1. and one. And then make a run. Make a run, and I'm not saying they're going to get an NCAA tournament. The only way they're going to be able to do that is to win the Big Ten tournament, and that's not going to happen because they're going to have to win, I think it's four games in a row in four days. That's just not going to happen. And, and if they do do that, you sign him right then. Yeah, Why do you? what are you doing? But I would like to see him make a run in the NIT. Yes. If he yeah, can make a run you. in the NIT and, and have a nice winning record to finish the year, I think he's able to maintain – the roster, number one, maintain the roster, bring some guys back, and then maybe build off of that. And he's already proven he's a better coach, X's and O's. Yeah, absolutely. And, and without a doubt, he's he's a better motivator. Yep. Like, share, subscribe. We really do appreciate it, guys. We will be here Thursday doing our live call-in show. You're not going to want to miss that. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern. Be a part of the OHIO podcast, you can be Chris's co-host. I'll be running the board and taking the phone I can't calls. wait to argue with some people, Eric. Good. Let's have it. Let's do it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Also, we've got a lot of big news coming up. Be look on the lookout for the launch of our website this week. Uh, we will let you all know about that on our socials. Give and away some, a set of tickets this week? Going to give away a set of tickets on Thursday uh, to one of the callers. So at the end of the – maybe we'll do this. We'll, we'll all, if you call in, you're in the running, and Chris will pick, or Chris and I will pick who the best caller of the night was. Yeah. Sound it. good? Cool. All right. So that means we need to, we're going to have to limit those phone calls to a few minutes, Eric, and uh, get as many callers on as we can, give everybody we'll, an opportunity. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. If, if there's only one caller, you're going to win the tickets because you're going to be the best phone call. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a good time. Eric, thank you so much for being in here. He says, OH, Chris. I-O. Thank you much, Eric. We appreciate that. Um, we'd love to have you call in Thursday, man. Maybe win yourself some free tickets. We 
Appreciate you having you here with us. Again, like, share, subscribe. Really do appreciate it. Ring the bell, get notified. We go live every Sunday night, 8 o'clock, just like we did tonight. And now Thursday at 8 o'clock, we'll have our call-in show. Don't know if we're going to keep it on Thursday. We'll see how it goes. We can be flexible with that, Chris. But as always, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. Till next time. OH. I owe. Go Bucks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.